What the fuck is that? That? Well, that's a worm. A worm? Yeah, you're supposed to eat it when the bottle's empty. Oh, gross. Well, it's supposed to bring you love. And luck. <laughs> Wait, is it dead? Either that or it's real, real drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that's so gross. Yeah, people, people like that worm. Some people says they have magical properties. You eat that worm, you'll go on a trip and not even leave. Oh, no. Mercy. Oh. Magic. That'll wake you up in the morning. Yeah, put you to sleep. I think that's enough. You, Careful. You, I told you, you now, it's, it's a very powerful kind of a substance there that you're fooling around with. Well, you're fascinated with that worm, aren't you? You thinking you might want to eat that worm? Nah, she ain't woman enough to eat that. Football away. It's not for women. No. And especially not for little girls. No. Well, then let me eat the worm. Let you eat the I worm. I got this. You want to eat that worm? We'll buy five of your magazines if you want to eat that worm. Go ahead, eat the worm. We'll I'm buy in. five of your magazines yeah. right now on the table. That's my proposition yeah. for you I'm right in. now. I'm in. You know they're like 40 bucks each, right? Yeah. Boys, put your money on the table. That's $120 a piece. I only got 60. Well, don't worry about it. I'll put in for you. Well, you should. I bought the steaks. There you go. Yeah, you got me in trouble with my wife. <laughs> there you go. Done deal. Take it easy. Money Just blowing everywhere. Let me go get my pack case. Okay. Get her a towel. What you got here? I need your name and your address. Oh, name, address, phone number. Want our blood type, too? I need my glasses. Put my name at your address, because right. I spend more time at your house. And y'all are serious, right? Deal's a deal. Yep. And we are men of our word. Right. Uno, dos, tres. Uh, okay, little guy, I'm sorry. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Oh. <laughs> well, doggy doggy. Oh, there you go. Hey. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well done. Well done. Careful. You all right? Deal's right. a deal, though. I get the money, right? Yes, ma'am. There it is. It's all yours. It's all yours. Let's start hallucinating here in a minute. I've never seen this much money before. See, we told you to bring you luck. <laughs> Rebecca Martin, 
And we just watched American Honey, directed by Andrea Arnold, that came out last year in 2016. And I have some great co-hosts with me tonight, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'm Angela Shershin. Brian Holdren. Isaac Benson-White. And Steve Witchley. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, so I want to start with initial reactions. I've seen this movie a couple of times, and I love it, but I'd like to hear from, you know, your first first timers, first time seeing, and uh, you want to start us out? Oh, I, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm the downer. I, I actually didn't okay. have that much of an initial reaction. I didn't, like, immediately love it or hate it, um, so maybe I should throw it out to you guys <laughs> to see if you guys had a stronger reaction. We, we, we had a, a few discussions about running time, but, like, in general... The, the scenes were well put together. Uh, they might have lingered a little too long. I think you could have yeah. gotten the point across without all that runtime. But uh, did we see Shia LaBeouf orgasm twice? <laughs> did we need to see that? Those did go. Those did go. Those were longer scenes. Yeah, those were like. Make sure you understood. Like <laughs> left nothing to the imagination. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Isaac, besides uh, Shia's. Or got them. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any other initial reactions? Yeah, it was it was interesting because it wasn't what I expected. Like I literally didn't know anything. I hadn't watched the trailer. I didn't watch the movie. And I guess just I don't know. I American. I think probably because it made me think of like um, was it American Graffiti? That like that just that name. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's probably oh, from that oh, era. Oh. Okay, and then yeah. it wasn't. And it was like super <laughs> modern mm. and like. Uh, it was interesting, like, like, it was long, but it didn't feel as long as some other, like, long movies I've watched, just because things kept moving. Uh-huh. It certainly wasn't slow. Right, um, right. Okay. And so it kept me kind of engaged in that way, and I didn't know what to think of it, because there was just a lot in there, and some parts mm-hmm. I really liked, and some parts I didn't, so mm-hmm. it was, it was good in the sense that there was a lot there. Okay. So. What about you, Steven? This was the second time I've seen the movie. The first time was when it first came out on Amazon Prime a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first time I was a little ambivalent until about halfway through, and then it started growing on me, and by the end I I was, I would say, more fascinated than anything else. This time I loved it. Yeah. I feel like it's a movie that kind of grows on you. I mean... I, I, well, it helped me this time because the screen was bigger, so I noticed more like in the beginning with Star in her um, bedroom at the house in Oklahoma with all the pictures of the animals. Like, I didn't notice that oh, until that. Uh, this time around. So, you, I mean, I knew she had a love for animals and like creatures and stuff, but you know, seeing the pictures was, was kind of was kind of cool. Um, so I guess I'll just go into some questions then. For me, and you guys can bounce off of this, um, I really enjoyed uh, certain aspects to it, like like uh, the documentary filmmaking I thought was really cool. Um, I don't know if that distracted you guys or kept you interested, um, but I really enjoyed that like I feel like to me it made it more raw and more um like kind of taking you to the present moment um what were your thoughts about the the filmmaking so what uh, one thing is I 
I initially was not liking was that it's shot in 4 by 3 Like, we're watching it on a widescreen TV, there's giant black bars on either side. But it, I think it, thematically it works because, like, the, the view is confining, their whole situations are very confining, even the music in some aspects where the music is really loud and you have a hard time even hearing the conversations, even that's yeah. kind of confining. So okay. there's this overall theme and, and it's, I think, portrayed well of being stuck in, in a certain situation. Interesting. And, okay. and, the, and the cropped, up-close views kind of added to that, I think. Hmm. In, in some levels, it almost looked like we were viewing from Star's point of view, mm -hmm. with like the looking at the birds on the, you know, on the power lines, or looking mm -hmm. at a spider crawling by. Um, I think some scenes it worked really well. Like I enjoyed the like the shots of like, you know, clearly her gazing out the window. But you know, some shots like we mentioned the Shiloh buff orgasm scene <laughs> like the camera like like jerked and got in closer and I was like I'm okay yeah. <laughs> at one point the cameraman like speaking of which they had to shove a cameraman in a van full of like 16 teenagers not 16 but a ton yeah. of yeah. like I don't know how they would have even had to like go about filming that and then I think that scene the cameraman realized he was too close he literally scooted back you, yeah. you saw him go what? Though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I the the one scene with them in the grass and uh, you know her head is upside down, I thought that was a beautiful shot. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was because his head was buried and you could only see. That rat tail, though. Uh, oh man! Oh man! But I think Crazy. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think like the thing. One of the things I liked about it was its portrayal of poverty in mm -hmm. America. Yeah, and how it's a lot more complicated than. I don't know, maybe you'd initially expect. Uh, and this sense of being trapped. Yeah, mm -hmm. I really definitely relate to that. I don't know what it was about the filmmaking style, but it seemed like all the colors were very vivid, mm -hmm. and it seemed like, like visually, it was very appealing to me. Yeah. Like, and I don't know exactly what that was, if that was just high saturation or something, but it seemed like very... Like, I've seen documentary-style filmmaking, Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe I'm thinking dated, like, Blair Witch kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But, and that's, you know, documentary kind of filmmaking that's, like, crappy. Yeah. You know, that's, like, kind of low, low budget. And this seemed to be, like, really sleek, sleek. and beautiful, mm -hmm. and yet mm -hmm. still had that quality of feeling like you were, like, sitting in a van. Right. Yeah. I felt yeah. like, also, in relation to that, that I was really impressed by the acting, actually, in it. Uh, because those, especially the non-main characters... Like, they all seemed very natural. And yeah, I felt they like, were, like, picked off the street, most of them. Yeah. Especially Star was picked off the beach or something in Miami. or something. I don't what? know the exact oh, story. Right. Oh, Spring break. She's, yeah. yeah, she's she's a newbie, which is um, shocking. Um, but Andrea Arnold does that a lot. Like, Fish Tank, the main girl in that, was also kind of, like, picked off the street as well. Um, I felt like, in terms of, I, I guess, I don't know if it's direction or what, but, like, that's something that I know it's like a skill of hers, I guess, is making people not, like, make people ignore the camera. and Because right. it seemed very much like we're mm -hmm. just talking to these each, people. In each one of those secondary characters, like, they had their own backstory, and it wasn't like they had to tell you their backstory. You could just look at them and kind of see where they came from. And, mm -hmm. or, and you could kind of almost tell from their demeanor, like, who had been in the van longer mm -hmm. and been there <laughs> not as long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Stephen, were you going to say something? Oh, just about the, you know, some, I don't know what you call this particular style. Is it naturalistic or verite or whatever? Yeah. But I think, like, sometimes the, the downside of that kind of style is you've got so many handheld shots that you kind of feel ill after a while. And, and I, feel like yeah. that, I feel like this film was able to 
get a lot of the positive out of that, uh -huh. which is essentially making you feel like you're really there and it's really happening and it's really authentic, uh -huh. without the downside. Yeah, so somehow it managed to capture this kind of naturalistic style, but also be really beautiful and well, mm -hmm. well filmed right. and well directed. Right. Uh, another thing I was going to mention is um, the music. I don't know if that was distracting to you guys, but I actually really thought it brought um, the cast and the characters together, mm -hmm. um, especially in the band, obviously, when they're like... They're all the rap music and all that. Um, I have to say, I hate it, but every time they sing American Honey, I get teary-eyed. Hmm. I don't know why I get emotional. I'm like, why am I getting emotional? All these people singing American Honey. But I think it's just because it's like, it seems like a beautiful song when they all are kind of like mouthing or singing along, you know. It's really they, interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was pretty much done. I was just saying it kind of unifies all of them. Um, and then one more thing, and then um, Savior at the end, mm -hmm. when they're all, like, running around the fire, oh. mm -hmm. and they're singing about, like, the save Like, stuff like that is so powerful, like, when it affects, like, you know, the people or the characters together in, like, a single moment. It's just, it makes it, sorry, it elevates the scenes. What were you going to say? I thought it was a really interesting contrast to, like, everything before that, in yeah. the sense of, like, they'd been, like, it's like, Bitches and hoes, it's like, you know, like, that kind of, like, rap music, and then American Honey, which is more of this, like, sweet, kind of, like, country yeah. ballad thing, yeah. and then everybody just kind of, like, I don't know, I felt like that, uh, that was interesting, maybe, maybe this is overstating it, but it felt like it kind of stripped away some of the, the exterior uh -huh, of, uh -huh. yeah. like, uh, it's cool to be white poor because we're like, oh, we're tough. Yeah. We're fighting stuff. Right. And just being like, there's a little melancholy. To right. This. And right. Agreed. There's like, there's, it's, you know, and, the, but the, that also, it's not all just bad. There's still like, I don't know. I really like movies that portray poor people as real people. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah, like a lot sure. of times when a character is poor in a movie, it's like they're defining characteristic or something. Right, um, but they all but had different personalities. Yeah, they all like yeah. brought a lot, and um, the the music yeah. was key to their lives yeah. too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was not only was it a distraction from their current situation, but it was also like a way to pump themselves up to yep. go sell yeah. magazine subscriptions. Right, yeah. <laughs> they even had their own chant that uh, yeah. yeah the leader lady made up. So. Right, yeah, yeah. who is uh, Elvis's granddaughter, Ooh. Riley Kyu. Kyo or something oh. like that. Lisa Presley's her mom. Oh. So, That's yeah. Interesting. It is interesting, right? And I, it's <laughs> funny because it's like an American film and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, Elvis. And she is an American honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That, that Confederate flag bikini. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that scene was such a power move. Mm -hmm. She was just mm -hmm. like, yeah, Shadow's really? my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He didn't even show his face. He was like, yeah, that was maybe so uncomfortable. <laughs> what were you going to say, Angela? I was going to say, clearly you haven't seen the second season of Unreal. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I'm not going to get us too off track. It's just a, a, a 
a fictional drama about behind the scenes of The Bachelor, essentially. Oh, okay. They have, the second season is where they have the black bachelor, and they intentionally have, like, the the racist southern girl, and they have her first meet him in a Confederate flag bikini. Oh, my God. So I guess I wasn't that. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) No, she was great, though. I mean, I, yeah. And it's also in a different context, though, because that's supposed to be funny, right? Yeah. And And this was, like... Yeah. naturalistic in the yep. sense of like this is supposed to be real and like the same thing with the kid with the Pikachu hoodie yeah. <laughs> answering the door Yeah. and part of why I thought it was funny is because I recognize it like I know kids who wear Pikachu hoodies like that Right. Um, I don't know anybody with a confederate flag bikini but I know lots of people <laughs> who have confederate flags in their cars I, I, I agree it was done very well um, very multifaceted but I, maybe it was just the documentary style, but you, you had a bit of a feel of, like, especially when the first exposure, some guy flashing, and then a bunch of guys chasing him down as some <laughs> sort of, like, weird group ritual. So you had a bit of, like, this, and at the end, jumping around the fire, this, like, right. Jane Goodall watching apes or whoever's watching the bonobos, <laughs> or, like, you know, wow. an aboriginal kind of, and again, interesting. Okay. it was... Interesting. I understand there were real people, and it's, it's deep, but it still had this voyeuristic element to it, I think, at times, a little bit, just a little bit. No, yeah. I was going to say, no, keep, keep, yeah. keep talking. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Okay. Yeah. You're bringing up some interesting stuff. Well, I, very, I've, I really felt like there were a lot of scenes that had almost this kind of shamanistic quality mm-hmm. to them, where, you know, usually involving music and, like, with the call and response of the lyrics of mm-hmm. some of the songs, mm-hmm. like, Everybody Makes Choices. And the fire and the yeah. nudity and the getting on top of vehicles and, and know, I think that was fight. very we're like, going to make the two people fight right yeah. right yeah. right and I, I felt that was very you know intentional that kind of primitive ritualistic yeah. aspect yeah um, and actually I I don't want to take it too much outside the movie but that's actually based on a real story that about kids that do the magazine thing and they do like. I was educated by one of my friends who read an article about, like, the loser fights do go on. Like, this is, like, a real thing. So, like, Andrea Arnold, like, took this article and, like, built the film around it, which is really interesting to me. But, um, anyways, I want to talk about the the cowboy scene, because I think that Mm -hmm. is one of the pivotal scenes, you know, where she jumps in the car with the three cowboys and wanted to get your thoughts about how that all like played out because I think for me I think it's an interesting kind of twist in the film thoughts well uh, yeah I had thoughts about it I mean well I feel like there's I mean there's the creepy guy at the beginning and I'm still not clear what his relation was to her oh right yeah Something, something like not right. Something not good in any Something not savory. Bad? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, so there, so there's him, and then there, there's three different scenes. I feel like where you think something bad is going to happen to her at the hands of yeah. male strangers. Uh-huh. The cowboys, um, you know, the oil guy, and the uh-huh. trucker in between. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, all of them end up treating her under the circumstances pretty well. Yeah, the it's oil really, guy, though. The oil guy, I mean, he gave, I mean, it could have been way worse it under the circumstances. Yeah. But plus, really, the... Kind of, yeah, sorry, go ahead. But, well, I mean, I guess my, my only point is that really the detestable male character is is Jake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the mm-hmm. one who takes advantage of her. Uh-huh. You know, he's uh-huh. the one who really is, you know, like, overtly physical with her and and, you know essentially, you know, abusive um, to her. And it's, I just think it's 
ironic sort of that you keep going, oh, I can't believe she's getting in the car with these cowboys, or oh, I can't believe she's getting right. in this trucker's truck. Yeah. I can't believe she's agreeing to meet up with this oil guy in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And really, it's the guy that she really cares about who's the worst one to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, his actions towards her that drive her to these <clears throat> other things, right? She gave away the necklace. There's, there's signs of her conflicted with Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so do you guys think this is a coming of age story? Yeah, like literally yeah. that is the moment where she, she didn't like Jake's selling style. She didn't want to do the five points. This is where she first realized she had power is when she got in this car with the Cowboys. And then right, realized, and she does his exact selling style. <laughs> yeah, to, what, well, she didn't lie she outright. She didn't lie. Right. Yeah, she mean, said she her mother died. Yeah, that is true. Know she took an element of it. When did she say that? She took an element of it. Did I? I mean, I, I, I guess we're assuming the blonde... That, I guess we're assuming the blonde lady is her mother. And that right. That's what I thought. Yeah. I did not take that at all. I Wait, what? Well, that was her kids, though. The the lady in the two-step, and she said, these are your kids, which right. makes sense, at least skin tone-wise. Yeah. So, sorry. Um, when when did she lie to the cowboys? Because I, I didn't hear it. When she So when they when she first jumped into the, the car, they said, oh, what are you? Tell what about you? And she said, "Oh, my my mother died three years ago of cancer, of meth." And she right. said, "Of meth." Of meth. That's uh-huh. true. I believe that to be That's true. Real. Okay, <laughs> so so she didn't take Jake's selling style. So She's, no, she that was her lie. whole thing. That's yeah. why when she met with Riley, she or mm-hmm. you know Crystal, yeah, um, she said he lies, mm-hmm. and that's not her style, and that's why she I I think that's something that she always stays true to herself about. So, are we thinking that she was the stepmom to those kids then? She got sent to some relative, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know the exact... I just know that somehow she was put in that house with that guy who must have been some... not related to her, I hope not, but some... just some fucked up thing. Because there was a picture of her when she was a little girl, like, on the wall and stuff in the house, and mm-hmm. like... I feel like she must have grown up there, and maybe he was like a father figure turned wrong. I don't, I don't know. They don't really explain all that, but I think the important thing to, to just with the whole coming age thing is to, you know, star, she learns about making choices. Like, I think that's a huge theme throughout the film is, like, her choice making. Um, and, you know, after she's with that oil man, you know, I think she realizes, all right, that wasn't maybe the best choice, but, um, you know, she, she's figuring things out, and I, I, I do see it as a coming-of-age film, um, and I really um, kind of deeply connect with the film in a weird way. I mean, not like I have a similar story at all, but I'm, I'm touched by the whole yeah, and I feel like maybe I'm talking too much about it if, if one of you guys wants to chime in. Um, so the one thing I, I thought was interesting, I guess I would just maybe we should talk about their business model for a second. Okay. Um, the way it's legit. I mean, I think that was the initial thought. My initial thought, I was like, oh, man, this has to be some sort of front for something. And But then it's clear that, no, they were just genuinely selling magazine subscriptions and it actually started to make me think, um, have you guys read Trevor Noah's book, Born and no, Born? So it's a memoir of his childhood in South Africa, growing up in the suburbs of Johannesburg. And in it, he talks about 
how he spent a couple of years hustling in the hood and what he and his friends were doing they were burning cds and selling cds so it's kind of like almost similar concepts of these like people aren't really buying cds people aren't really buying magazines Mm -hmm. it's kind of almost like dying industries and he was saying they were they'd be hustling so hard during the day making this money during the day and then at night they would go and spend it spend it on you know buying drinks, mm-hmm. buying food, whatever, mm-hmm. and then essentially at the end of the day, they're back to where they started. They made no mm-hmm. money, and that's exactly what mm-hmm. these, these kids were doing. They were, you know, getting all these magazine subscriptions, not that much money to begin with, and they're giving 80 to 75, 75% to 80% to Crystal. Crystal, yeah. And then, then they're spending it on booze and, uh, you know... Lots of weed. Lots of weed. Mm-hmm. Fireworks. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, fireworks happen a lot, too. And it goes back Which to is what, also very true. And it goes, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It goes back to what Isaac was saying, is they're trapped. They're trapped in their situation. Yes. It's a, a never-ending cycle, mm-hmm. and but they're contributing to it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Star is, is kind of moving forward, in a sense. Than when she started. When she made the thousand dollars, she only handed over a hundred. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, she's got the the spunk to like get out there and do things, and you know, I feel like I feel like she's gonna be okay as long as she stays away from Jake. <laughs> she was the one that was pushing the business model into the territory that I think we all thought it was going into, mm-hmm. and she was the one doing it on her own. Yeah. Yeah, or which Wait, territory? The <laughs> the oil one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oil yeah. Uh, prostitution. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that's I totally thought the, when I saw those kids, I was like, oh, this is totally a front for something like that, drugs yeah. yeah. or prostitution. And yeah, they, no, it wasn't. They were nope. really trying to sell magazine subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. But it, on top, sort of layered along with the coming of age story, I feel like there's a mystical element to mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, like Star. Well, first of all, her name is yep. Star. <laughs> but, but I feel like throughout the movie, sh- there are more and more incidents that kind of elevate her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she just becomes like the center of empathy, you know, in the movie. And yeah. it's mostly related to animals, but also with people. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up with that bear scene? For oh, <laughs> I love that Did it really, did it, is it, did it really happen? And if so, what's it, I mean, what it's saying, I think, is that the, if it's real, if you, if we're to take it at face value that there's bears in Texas, and that they, and that they yeah. you know. I don't think they were in Texas anymore. No. Was, well, were they, have they moved on? I thought they were in Bakersfield. No, that's where uh, Jake was from. Right, that, I thought that was Jake's house that you were saying. No, was it? That's well, he thought. said he, he oh, okay. said he, the house is on him. That doesn't necessarily mean. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he I said mean, he got I think they might have been out in that area where there are bears. Um, yeah, but it's, that kind of bear, I agree with you. I, that doesn't. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's like probably one of the key, the or one of the key scenes mm-hmm. in the movie is that mm-hmm. there's this there's this communion between her and this potentially really destructive creature and it yeah. recognizes in her this gentleness mm-hmm. and it leaves her alone. Right. Well, no, it's also, also, she saves to bees, honeybees, right. bears, at least, you know, I was thinking legend, about it like honey. <laughs> you know, I, I think they're trying to draw a more literal connection to her being sweets and honey. Uh-huh. Like, at least yeah, that was my interpretation. She's also just like an animal lover. You see that everywhere she goes. Um, I think maybe she was a little disturbed by the cows she saw in the oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It was kind of like, oh, 
that sucks. And I don't even know what she stepped in, but afterwards, but it was blood. Yeah, I they were clearly outside of slaughter. That's right. what yeah. I thought. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with back to the bear, I just you know I love that scene because I think it's just it's beautiful. But yeah, there is deeper meaning to it, I'm sure. But I just like I like that scene where she's just chilling outside, and then this bear comes to her, and it's just amazing and it, it makes her elevated it definitely does um well i'm gonna push back and and play devil's advocate and say i actually think that the bear is not a, n- not positive or negative but okay. i think that the bear represents the men in her life um really yeah but, uh, in the sense that elaborate i mean they're 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 huge and dangerous and she sort of like is only able to be around them by like standing her ground and kind of like, uh, I don't know, that's that's what it made me think of is like, because, uh, and um, Jake described himself as a wolf, mm-hmm. and she repeatedly referred to him as a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's kind of what, I don't know, I felt like that, that I mean, again, going back to some of the like, more like the social uh-huh. aspect of it is like that, particularly, you know, Poverty is a box, and then being a woman in poverty is another box within that box. And how, um, I don't know. So yeah. I'm not sure that that's right, but I was just like, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and say maybe the bear well, is Well, I can different. see what, why you would think that in the sense, like, that bear scene happened after, like, Jake, like, split on her, which was kind of fucked up with that. Why did he have blood all over him? He did not like the oilman. Yeah, I was going to say, did he there, there was yelling, like, yeah. what but happened? It like, doesn't like, happen because yeah. he got in a fight with the oilman, is it? I or? think so. We heard some yelling and scuffling as yeah. he was running towards the but house. But then he had blood all over his shirt. Like, well, does that mean he killed him? No. Or? We would have heard a gunshot or something if we were supposed to Ugh. understand Well, that. what yeah. if he, like, stabbed him? I was going to say, like, we, we can't talk in specifics about this movie because yep. there's a lot that, like, we're yep. not sure about. Right. I, I'm kind of surprised yeah. the police weren't just after them in general because, I mean, he stole those uh, the rich Texan guy's cars. Right. They, you know they called the police, and, like, a guy with a rat tail is a pretty vivid description. <laughs> so. He looks like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> they got the car back. Someone called it in. They found it at the gas station. Yeah. The cops aren't going to pursue some out of town. That's probably one reason yeah. they keep moving. Yeah. Mm. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. Um... Trying to think what okay, so America. America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what this film I chose because, you know, I was like, Oh, it's July and this film is kind of patriotic to me in a sense. Like it mm-hmm. it's really like in terms of like road trip, summertime, coming of age, like being um, you know, in different classes and different kind of sides of America like I really feel like this film like exudes America in a sense and it came out last year um you know right before the election time I was wondering because they made yeah. the, the Donald Trump reference mm-hmm. I was like yeah. I know they made this before mm-hmm. that yeah. right right so I feel like there's a it's a good um maybe modern day a little bit American type of film um what did this did this movie make you think of like the United States or 
America. Like, I, I just want to add, I agree that they definitely wanted to focus on America because there were some direct shots on American flags. Mm-hmm. Also, which goes to the store buying the groceries for the poor family. For whatever reason, across the street, there were just two men holding a giant American flag. Yeah. yeah. Just standing there. Yeah. I mean, it would, without context. So, right, right. like, the director definitely chose to say, hey, yeah. Well, what's yeah. interesting is they, it seems like they intentionally focused in on flyover country, mm-hmm. which, you know, mm-hmm. right. a lot to talk about how that's been ignored. And what I thought was interesting is the first place they go to is Kansas City, and, you know, we've seen all these movies with sh- the shots of New York skyline or the Chicago side skyline right. or San Francisco but then they chose that shot. They chose Kansas City, Missouri, then, which you know, not and which is exciting. They're like, oh my god, I've never seen buildings this big. They're recording yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I didn't even notice that, but the, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, and they showed a very widespread. So you saw the where the wealthy people live, but you also saw where you know, the poor people live and more middle class. And it was a very wide dissection mm-hmm. of of flyover country mm-hmm. of, of white people in flyover country. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah, that's true. And, and that's actually a good point. There's not really a lot of people of color. Like, there's the black guys that they hung out with at the motel, and that's... Like, and and like Star, yeah. so... Right. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's really all I can think of. Yeah, and you're right. Um, not too many magazine sales <laughs> in other parts of the country, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, what's again? Oh, so that first house they go to, Star and Jake... Oh my god. Oh god. That was a shit show. Um, I just, I actually, I'm starting, I was very uncomfortable the first time I saw this movie with that scene. In fact, I even fast forward through it because I was like, I don't want to watch it. Like, I, this just seems really uncomfortable. Are you just talking about the the girls dancing? Yes. Or just that. Her name was Destiny. (laughs) Let's not forget. That's right. She's priming her her to be a stripper. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, you feel that that's boyfriend material. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's terrible. But I, anyway. just, I when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is gonna go really badly, just because Star just wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't gonna be the sister. She wasn't gonna be the one who had mental problems. <laughs> like she was just like, you know. And then when she was talking to Jake in a certain way, she wasn't gonna let her talk to him mm-hmm. that way. And I just. I thought it it was it was funny with mm-hmm. the the younger girls how they're dancing all sexy and then that she's like all like that's that's America right there you just look at that house that's that's we're that's fucked really up like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it was she was too proud right so right. she she went off and the lady was talking down to Jake she didn't want to lie right. so she didn't want to hide or or get sympathy from these people mm-hmm. so, well and yeah. I think the straw that that broke the camel's back for her was when. Jake told the lie about their mother dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think it really was true that her yes. mother was yeah. oh, dead. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, it's the, uh, to, to pivot a little bit, this movie didn't make me like America necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it accurately depicted parts of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those aren't all your guys' backgrounds, but, like, some of those are places I've lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I it gave me a similar sense of isolation that I would feel in those places and that I don't understand the culture. Right. I don't understand listening to rap music super loud and just mm-hmm. talking about weed the whole time and yeah. just just the way that they talk to each other. I don't understand it. But it was it was very accurate, I thought, in the portrayal of certain 
in, in at least in my personal experience. Yeah, I mean, it felt real. Like, yeah. It, it oh, yeah. It didn't seem fake at all to me. Like, what would you think, Angela? I mean, at the end, they did the people. They were drifters essentially, mm-hmm. um, and kind of joked earlier, drifters with ambitions because they were selling magazines. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I I haven't hung around drifters that much, but you, know, it feels like the portrayal is. It didn't make me think drifters. It's like, I haven't hung around with drifters or anything. It's like, no. yes, I know some drifters. It was more just like young, <laughs> poor white people. I wonder if, like, during the filming, they were all, like, forced to be together. Because, like you said, it was very natural. Yeah. And I think a lot of the rituals were the, the singing, the callback, was just, like, supposed to be organic, natural, grown from this, you know, social mm-hmm. unit. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily supposed to relate to it. You're just supposed mm-hmm. to... Or not not understand it necessarily, but just kind of understand that it well it, w- it was from there. Sure, and I was speaking just from my personal experience of like, I mean, it's kind of like personally, I have never related to that culture, and so it wasn't like sort of a filmmaking style at all. It was I just more you. like mm-hmm. what I brought to the mm-hmm. table was like I don't get this. And, and we have to keep like, in mind that the the people that they're attracting to this van are a very particular mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Is that I mean. Now I'm thinking of Charles Manson, like they recruit like a very particular type of person who's having troubles at home, or yeah. you know, she Crystal asks her in the beginning, "Is there anyone who's gonna miss you?" And oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's that that's the you know, the type of person now that, mm-hmm. and then they just you know spend their whole time getting drunk and high mm-hmm. and just uh, I guess yeah, there of, was only one bit where they were well, so when she was in the truck with the guy who was playing Bruce Springsteen, the dream baby dream or whatever uh, like and he's like oh what's your dream and then she's like no one ever asked me that before and then she like kind of asked jake what's your dream and he says the same thing um that was like the only time i thought it went deeper you know than the, that numb level like when they were starting to like kind of deeply explore where where they could go mm-hmm. like what they could do um, and it, it was interesting that Star's story kind of matched up with Jake's in a sense, but I, I also think they're really bad for each other. They should not end up together. Um, but... You're but, not on Team Jar. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm down with Jar. Um, up with Star, so... Anyways... Um, so you, you, you took some notes. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. wondering if you had any, like... <laughs> well, most thoughts. of my notes were the names that were, were about animals that mm-hmm. appeared in the movie. Oh, because that's interesting. So well, yeah. I mean, I started noticing sort of toward in the second half, the first time I saw it, like, wow, there's a lot of animals in this movie. Uh-huh. And so this time I really was trying to keep track. But, it, it, I mean, I could have filled up you know, a whole notebook with it, but, you know, starting from the photos of the animals on the yeah, walls, and, yeah. you know, the, and there's a lot of flying insects yeah. that are shown, yeah. like, that. close up, that. you know, yeah. like, in birds, uh-huh. but, like, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, I, I got excited, <laughs> but I want to hear what you were going to say. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, like, that was something that I wanted to bring up, actually, was, like, I noticed, I mean, obviously there's a lot of um, animals, but I noticed particularly there's a lot of single shots of insects, sort of like naturalistic, just like an insect crawling on something. Mm -hmm. And, like, that to me seemed like, you know, if we're talking AP literature here, this is a motif or something, you know, like, (laughs) this is, they're not just like, look at this bug, that's cool, you know, like, that means something. And But I couldn't figure out, what the hell does that mean? 
Do you guys have any like what? How question. does that how does that tie into the story? You know, all the the flying insects. You know, I I associate you know flight with freedom. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay. But, but you know, there were a lot of kind of crawling insects as well. There were yeah. ants and spiders. What about like the scenes where like they're in the house and it's. Like particularly in the beginning, where there's food on the counter, mm-hmm. and then there's the oh, yeah. the insects eating it, so they're almost I almost want to say like parasite like. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's... Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe if we're gonna look at things symbolically, like those bugs could be symbolized as the people in the film, where they're just like unnoticed you know, and just kind of, like, walking around this earth, like, crawling around, and, you know, they're, they're not, I well, don't know, bugs aren't really looked at as high individuals, and either are they, so I don't know. And quite literally, the opening shot is them dumpster diving, which, you know, like right. eating, eating refuse, leftover food, which, right. which we saw later with the bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, on the topic of animals, I did fast forward towards the end and did not see the ASPCA logo. So we'll hope, we'll hope all the animals were okay. I'm yeah. sure they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> what I noticed a lot, and I thought it was always a callback to the the two kids and their dogs, because they they always had kids and dogs. dogs. Yeah, all yeah. together. I mean, dogs a lot, of dogs in general. But I noticed like she seemed to really focus in on like mm-hmm. when the little kids are playing with their dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Which and I, then the cat. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> not forget the cat. Yeah. I'm a cat person. That cat was not happy. <laughs> the thing about just like, because I don't know that there's like an easy answer to the insect thing, but I thought in terms of animals in general, what it made me think of, because the more we saw it, the more I was like uh, drawing the parallel that humans are animals and mm-hmm. that we like to set ourselves apart, but we're not. You know, where right. we are also just animals. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of what they're just trying to do in this is survive. And that's what most animals do, yeah. is just survive. And so, like... What's that? The Pyramid of the Needs? Uh, what's that called? Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if... Because this movie, you know, that is, they're just trying to meet their basic needs. Yeah. Um, and same as the animals. And and then they, I guess they kind of gave us glimmers of the people who are more on the self-actualization step. <laughs> if that's yeah. what the, the name of that top part is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, so, anybody have final thoughts before we start wrapping it up? Final thoughts about the movie? See it. I mean, I think I think I think we should always say whether or not we would recommend it. I would say go see it if you like anything that we talk about. I mean, about. I've seen it four times and I love <laughs> it even more. So, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah. I guess to be superficial, but but the actress that played Star was she was just stunning. She yeah. <laughs> gorgeous face and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean she's a good actress too so she was really great on the screen yeah she was good uh, Steven any last thoughts or it's okay if you don't have anything well I, I mean yeah I would certainly recommend it I okay. mean I love that movie if you can hang with the two hours and 43 minutes yeah. that's yeah. you know the only thing that might mm-hmm. kind of drive some people mm-hmm. away but I just think it's a beautiful movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think it's a good it's a good movie to discuss because I don't think I would watch this by myself necessarily, but I think watching it with the group and then um, pulling it apart <laughs> was very interesting. So if you like discussing movies, it's a good one to. It's a good watch portrayal of stuff you don't normally see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I did. You were somebody was talking about the holding up the flag yeah. scene yeah. near the end, which, by the way, because of the wind, the flag was upside down. It, I saw that, um, but that. 
reminded me um, of a book of photography um, called The Americans mm-hmm. by Robert Frank. One of the, I think, the first photo in that book is a is a woman looking out of like a tenement window through a tattered flag, and it's so tattered that you can see her through it. And there's a number of flag photographs in that book. Uh-huh. It's from the 1950s, but this movie reminded me a lot of mm-hmm. The Americans. Interesting. Oh, very interesting. I'll have to check it out. That's cool. All right. Well, with that said, I want us to make recommendations of films that remind us of this film in terms of America, coming of age, summer, bugs, whatever you want. <laughs> you know what made me think of a bug's life? Yeah. I just really I love Pixar, so... <laughs> No, I mean, for me, I'll just jump in first, and then we'll just go around. Um, I would recommend uh, the movie. Actually, I suggested this when we talked about boyhood, but um, girlhood, which uh, is one of my favorite coming-of-age films about uh, a girl, um, and it was also filmed by a non, non-American female director, um, and it was in Paris, and and it's very, very interesting film. So um, I would say Girlhood is my recommendation. Um, well, I'll first, uh, so I know I mentioned Trevor Noah's book earlier, but I, I will recommend that here because um, I do think there's a lot of parallels, even though you know he's talking about in the suburbs of Johannesburg. But thinking more along these lines, I was just you know, thinking about the environment they're in, um, you know, recent... Uh, Academy nominee for Best Picture was uh, Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's set in Texas. I mean, completely different genre of movie, but uh, set in Texas. And it's kind of set in the, you know, you know, re- you know recession. And mm-hmm. everyone's kind of struggling to get by. And it's about these brothers who are robbing banks. And Jeff Bridges is in it. And he plays a police officer. He's really hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so kind of similar backgrounds. Completely different movie, but I think it'd be good. Film. Interesting. This remi- I'm not going to say a film that I've seen, but it reminded me I've wanted to see. Uh, I think it's you'll have to help me. Is it Almost Famous, where it's a girl? I think it's in the 70s. She goes touring in a van with a bunch of oh, band members. Just, yeah, Almost it's, Famous. But it's not about but the it's girl. A, it's a boy. It's the, yeah. The boy, yeah, but the, the boy falls in. So he falls in love. Kind with, of with a groupie. Kate Hudson. Yeah, is she a reporter? Billy Crudup. No, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a reporter. He's a reporter. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, Reminded me, I really, want to see that. It's a really good that. movie. Okay. Very good. I will watch that. Yeah. Uh, I think the two that it made me think of, like, one in terms of just... I mean, I just love this movie a lot, so I'm going to say Moonlight. I may <laughs> have already recommended it before, but hey, I'm just going to say great. it again. It's like, yeah. it's... I think what... I don't remember who said it, but, like, seeing good depictions of things that are not normally in yeah, film. Yeah. I felt like Moonlight really did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, definitely made me feel like here, like, again, like, seeing poor or poverty depicted in a way that wasn't just a thing to be moved through, but mm-hmm. more a thing that people, like, deal with all the time. And that mm-hmm. those people are still people. And then on, like, a less, like, heavy note... Uh, if you're like looking for a good road trip movie, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So those are my those are my two. Okay. Um, the movie it reminded me the most of was um, I just looked up the year the a 1995 movie called Kids. 
Yes. By Larry Clark. Oh, I yes. thought that's good. Which I think was Chloe Sevigny's first yeah. movie role. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's all set in New York City, so it's very urban, obviously, but it's sort of kids that are kind of left to their own devices to mm-hmm. a large degree on the margins and mm-hmm. kind of the calamitous events that ensue as a result. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And it's uh, and it's also, I think, had a lot of non-actors in it and has that same sort of kind of naturalistic style. A large group of people, too, and all the complex <laughs> interactions that goes on. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to see that one, so I definitely... It's called Kids. Mm-hmm. Check it out. So, okay. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, and thanks for being awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll just plug our social media. Um, you can find us on the, the Meetup site. We're a Meetup group, so like that's meetup.com slash filmpunch. You can also find us on Twitter uh, at filmpunchmeetup. And you can email us your thoughts at filmpunch at gmail.com. And I think I think that's it. But let's talk about what's coming up next. Jaws. We're talking about Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> and, different. And we're gonna we're gonna have like a bunch of other stuff coming up that's not on our calendar yet and we haven't decided on, but it's coming. Um, but yeah, so until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Dream, baby, dream Dream, baby, dream Come on, dream, baby, dream Come on and dream, baby, dream Gotta keep the light burning Come on, we gotta keep